Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say open door for more. Say open door for more. So I want to give you a nugget. I talked to you about the winds of favor last week, but I want to tell you what the wind is. Amen. So everything about you, your personality, your intellect, your physical body, everything about your history, everything about you, what you've been, uh, whenever your history, everything about you is perfectly designed for obedience. So wherever you're at right now, God has set you up to be obedient. Now, that doesn't mean you don't want to believe and change things about your life and your situation. That's yes. But you got to realize wherever I am right now, I am lined up. So if I've been in disobedience, I could take a step of obedience and say, forgive me, Lord, for all that. Now, I want to move forward and be obedience no matter where I am, what I've been through, what I've caused myself or others. Does anyone get that? So God has designed you, designed you before the worlds were formed. Says that in 2 Timothy 1.9 or 1 Timothy 1.9, whom he saved and called, not according to your own works, but according to the holy calling in Christ Jesus before the world began, before time began. So he saved and called you. It's up to you to receive salvation. If you don't, you won't have it. But once you receive salvation, you're called. That means to be chosen by God, legally summoned by God. Not to your plans or will, but to his plan and his will for your life. So wherever you're at today, you can start brand new. Or you can build on what you've been building on. But God, before time began, designed you for obedience But what? Obedience to his design, not yours. His design for you, not yours. He created your intellect, your body, everything about you. And you could change some of those things and all that, but the main thing is you do it according to his design for your life. Disobedience violates God's design. So when we go against what God designed us to be, how God designed us to take care of ourselves, how God designed us to live our lives and so on, what happens is then we're in disobedience. So what I want you to realize, most people think, well, if I'm in favor, everything's good. I'm good. That's not true. Both favor and trials drive us somewhere. And it's not always good. I said, it's not always good. I probably won't get into today, but last week I gave you the illustration of Solomon. He wanted great wisdom. He could have prayed for all kinds of stuff, power, whatever, but he knew God put his heart, when he prayed for wisdom, God made him the wisest man on the planet. Set him up. He could have set the Jews up in such a place that Gentiles and everybody would have come to God, then you'd have Jesus come back, New Testament, and it'd be a Christian world. It wasn't trials that got Solomon. It was favor. Because when we take the favor God has placed on our life, and we use it because of the fear of people, worry, fear, pride, power, influence, authority. It turns into a counterfeit favor. And you know, counterfeiters live real good. They can be billionaires, millionaires, right? Until somebody checks their currency. So we live according to the precepts of the word of God to access the currency of his favor. 
What good is it if everybody pats me on the back if I'm not obeying God? That's counterfeit. Jeremiah, standing in the sewers under the city, prophesying, repent, repent, you know, repent. And the nation didn't repent, and they went into Babylonian captivity for 300 years. That wasn't, I bet he was like, Lord, could you give me a little happier message for the people than that, that I get put in prison for it in a sewer? Repent. And they didn't. And they went into bondage. Solomon, the way his favor became counterfeit, he was so great, so wise, all the great kings and queens around the world wanted an alliance with him. So we know he had, I don't know how many, what, 1,000 wives, 900 concubines, something crazy like that, wives and concubines. So it wasn't like, oh, man, I got to be with 12 wives a day. It was the fact that every wife represented knocking off an enemy or a future enemy. Because every time he made alliance by marrying the daughter of, or brought him in as a concubine, a king or queen's daughter, a nation, you know, a princess, what did it do? It brought them in covenant together. Therefore, they couldn't attack one another. So what he did, instead of walking in the favor God put him in, in dominion, his tent stakes were out, the most powerful man on the planet, the wisest man on the planet, the man that had the greatest favor anyone would ever have with God and men. Remember, Jesus didn't have favor with all men, right? He still don't today. But Solomon had favor with God and man for that season. Until he began to get so smart for himself and so proud, I got this figured out. I'm just going to have alliance with all these different people, and I don't have to. They're bringing me gifts and wealth, and I can just take it easy. What'd he do? Then, instead of making God's name great, he made his name greater because of all his alliances. I'd rather be in alliance with God the man. Wouldn't you? So he chose the fear or pride to rule man over the favor of God. He chose the favor of man over the favor of God. The favor of man is a counterfeit favor because the same ones that praise you will kill you. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. You know, they're throwing the palms down. Oh, he's here, the king of kings. And then a week later, give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Crucify Jesus. Well, what about some of your favorite entertainers? You know, they're on top of the world, right? And they do something or say something that's wrong, and now they're at the bottom of the world. Fame can rise quick and go quick. Favor lasts for eternity. Man's favor is really not favor. Man's favor is a form of fame. We see preachers, ministers get famous, favor with people. And then they fall. And it's sad. We need to repent. We need to help them, forgive them, and love them, and help them get their life back and do what God called them to do. But in the meantime, it's a, some never, many never come back from it. And the body of Christ misses something. God has to take time for God to raise somebody else up in their position. But think about that. Before long, they started out with the right and the right heart, but they got so famous or favor with man that now they start shaping and turning what brings the crowds, what, you know, you know easy to pick on that, right? So that could be me. You know, if I ever think I can't fall, that's pride, right? And y'all know I'm not quite perfect anyway. Hallelujah. Especially if you ride with me in my car. Actually, actually, I got a Jeep now. You ride with me in my Jeep. 
So, favor with man is counterfeit favor. And we have to be on guard with that if we want to walk in the favor of God and of his kingdom. Because I want you to not exalt people in two streams or men and women of God in two streams. Honor, honor is different than exalting. Right? Giving honor is different. That's praying for, loving, being kind, whatever. You know, exalting is, oh, don't do that. It's goofy. Childish. Well, I'm going to come tonight. That one speaks, not that one. Then God's going to set you up for sure. That'll be the night you miss is the night you miss. Anyway, praise God. Same way if I'm not preaching. Well, pastor's out of town. Keep your little self home. Somebody else will get you a little blessing. Because whoever's in this pulpit's in covenant and they're a son or a daughter or a covenant brother or mentor. So if I point this, whoever's in this pulpit, you honor them as you honor me because you don't understand authority. There's two kinds of authority, right? Direct authority, the judge enforcing the law, the police officer, indirect authority, out adjudicating and giving tickets, bringing them to the judge. There's direct authority and indirect authority. And if the father of the house or the mother of the house says they're anointed and they're going to preach this Sunday, you honor them just like you would me or Pastor Stephanie. If you can't, you're walking in counterfeit favor. Man, this started off so nice and sweet and fun. And I heard your stomachs growl, so I'm going to hurry. I didn't really. I don't want to lie in the pulpit, but you know, I saw it in your eyes. Okay, I just want to give you this nugget. I'm setting it up. So, I gave you the illustration last week of the sailboat and the rudder, right? The rudder on a sailboat is what directs the sails, the big sails. When you go into the wind, when you go into wind, that, that directs where the ship's going to go, the sailboat's going to go, how fast or whatever. And if it's going the wrong direction, you just got to take your sails down and coast a while because you don't want to get blown in the wrong direction, right? Or capsized. So whenever the wind of God is blowing or the winds of life is blowing, any wind in my life is supposed to blow me good or bad. It's supposed to blow me deeper into God. But I've watched both favor and trials drive people away from God but it wasn't designed to do that. Now, God doesn't always cause the wind of trials. Sometimes he does, but he don't always cause the winds of trials. But the key is monitoring my heart, my value system, my attitude, my confession of my heart is setting my rudder. I want to set my rudder not toward the, what the doctor said if I have a disease and it's proven, that's a fact, but I want to set it toward the rudder of truth by his stripes I'm healed. That doesn't mean I don't go to the doctor, I don't do what I need to do, but truth Trump's fact every time. But I got to set my rudder, the rudder, the condition of my heart toward God and his word and his love for me versus the love of the world. For example, if the rudder of my heart is what is supposed to make me become the best possible example of Jesus I can be, to preach the best gospel, the greatest message we preach is our life. The rudder is, when the rudder is right, it moves me into favor, but when it's wrong, it moves me, get this, into self-promotion. Yeah. 
Ooh, everybody wants me to pray for him now. Ooh. I can prophesy now. Everybody wants me to prophesy. I don't have a problem with anybody prophesying and praying as long as you do it in order and do it under authority. And you can do it in order and under authority and still be in false pride. You can give money in false pride. You can do anything. Any, anything deals with condition of our heart that whenever we're dealing with things, we don't want to move into self-promotion. The Bible said God gives the increase, not us. The winds of life, get this now, the winds of life. What is that? That's sickness, that's disease, that's promotion, that's happy marriage, divorce, whatever the winds of life is blowing, right? The winds of life weren't designed to move us into self-promotion. The winds of life come at you and enables you to not, well, and it also the winds of life is not to distort divine purpose. So the winds of life can be brown favor with man. And man, everybody just loves me. Man, oh, you love me, you love me. Oh, I'm all nice. To, oh, God, it's all cool. And giving me stuff, doing stuff. It's all great. Do I depend on man and not God? And what happens is, if I'm not careful, I can let even people I love distort my divine purpose. You got to know your God purpose. You got to know your divine purpose, people. And number one divine purpose is stay rooted in love and and humility, and the word of God, and, and growing in God, and loving your neighbors yourself. Amen. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and love your neighbors yourself. Amen. We don't always get to choose our neighbors. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Especially if you're a pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> <sighs> so to have a heart ruddered by gratitude and thanksgiving is a choice. Say it's a choice. The first thing we got to do, regardless of our circumstances, is to give praise and thanksgiving to our Father, right? Psalm 100 says this, verses 1 through 5, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. That didn't mean when you just got the razor, I mean when you got laid off. That meant when she said, I don't love you, or he said, I don't love you anymore, I can't stand you. Walk away and give God a praise anyway. I'm telling you now, you, you, you get a praise when all hell's turned its little water pistol towards you. That's when you walk in the no weapon formed against me can prosper. He didn't say a weapon wasn't pointed against you. He said it just can't prosper. Diabetes can't prosper. Cancer can't prosper. Yeah, poverty can't prosper. Divorce can't prosper. Fear can't prosper. If I'm obedient to God, I can't control what someone says to me or thinks about me, but I can control how I take it in my heart and give my praise to God anyway. That's all I can control, which is more than enough. It is a weapon, praise God. Look at this. Come before the Lord in his presence and singing. Know that the Lord is good, God, and it is he who made us and not ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Listen to this now. Enter his gates. What's gates? It's, I can preach. I preach a series on gates. It's an opening, right? Gates are opening. When you go through a gate, you left one spot, you're going into another spot, right? Enter whose gates? His gates. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving 
and into his courts with what? Praise. Praise. What's Thanksgiving? She told me, she don't love me. He told me, don't love me. Or they said, I'm the next one laid off. Or I just got laid off. Or I just got a bad report from the doctor. You know what you do? You say, Lord, I give Thanksgiving to you. You are my daddy. You love me. You got only good gifts for me. I thank you that, God, I don't need anybody else to love me. I just need you to love me. And you already said you do. God, I just give you thanks right now for creating me and putting me in this position to show your glory in my life, to walk through this no matter what these other people do. I'm going to do what you said to do. And I'm going to take this design of obedience and let it move forward in my life to change other lives. I just give you thanks, God. I give you thanks for the trial. I give you thanks for the fire. I'm going to come out more anointed. I'm going to come out with greater revelation. I'm going to come out with greater understanding. Greater is he. It's in me that he was in this world. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts of praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Anybody believe the Lord's good? For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Even when I'm living a way I shouldn't, he still has mercy until I take my last breath. If I'll just repent, he'll he'll bring me home. His mercy is everlasting and his truth, look at this, endures all generations. Never ending. So anytime you pray, there's, you know, a lot of different people teach seven different kinds of prayers. That's good. I, I used to teach that a lot. It's fine. You know, you can have the prayer of faith, prayer of petition, prayer of sacrifice, worship. But any prayer you begin, you begin with thanksgiving and praise. Because I can't get to holy of holies where God is unless I first give thanksgiving that he is God and he created me and made me in his image and likeness. And I give praise for all the things he's done in my life and going to do in my life and protected me from and saved me from and my family. And my so I give thanks and I give praise. Now I'm ready to release faith. Now I'm ready to believe for something. Now I'm ready to believe for someone. Amen. So if I'm going to align myself with the wind of God, if I'm going to align myself with the wind of God, it always begins with thanksgiving and praise. Right? Aligning oneself with the wind of God is the same as aligning oneself with, now here's what the wind is, the breath of God. Amen. The wind of God is the breath of God. With the breath of God rather than the wind of good or bad circumstances. Woo. Good or bad circumstances. Oh, everybody's picking on me. Well, then he on going up Crip Creek, going to the world, going up Crip Creek, see my girl. Then it's like, there's someone, if it wasn't nothing bad happening, nothing happened to me, what is it? Yeah, he on. I used to know that stuff. Uh, getting older, I guess it's not important to me anymore. Hallelujah. So are you going to live by the winds of good or bad circumstances? You know, if you're depending on good circumstances, you're going to be up and down like a roller coaster. But if you can give thanks and praise even in the bad circumstances, you're going to be steady. And your sails are going, your rudder is going to be steady. And whether the wind's blowing slow or not blowing or blowing fast, when it picks up the wind of God, the breath of God, and you're pointed in the right way and your heart's ready and you can actually handle what he wants to do and not blow it up, he's ready to blow his breath on your life and situation. 
He designed you to be faithful. He designed you to succeed. He designed you to overcome. He designed you to have and to be more than enough. It's the plan of God for your life. To be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. Amen, brother. I, I agree. And that's not even pride. I can sense it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody said, ah, look there. He just, he just accepted a compliment. Well, that's your problem. I'll accept a compliment. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. Praise God. We need to compliment each other. Look at this now. Here's where we're going. I'm going to end with this. Scripture references, and I didn't have time, long time to go in a bunch. I'm just going to give you a couple. But scripture, scripture refers to God's breath being connected to wind also. So we know in Genesis 2, 7, it says in a Weiss translation, also King James, all, the Lord God formed man from the dust of ground, Adam, red clay, Adamite, and breathed his breath, which is the breath of life, into the nostrils of the clay he fashioned as Adam, and the man became a what? Living soul. The Talavid, or the Jewish Bible, it says he became a living, speaking, talking spirit. I love that. The very fact that we are here is because of the breath of God. That's why I always say in the scripture, greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. What's happening inside me is greater than what's happening to me or around me because I was created by the breath of God. I have the breath of God. I have the spirit of God living inside me, able to do for me what I can't do for myself. The devil starts attacking you, just blow up. Just remind him. It's the breath of God in me. He messing with me. I blow you away, all right. Let me give you this and we'll pray. Psalm 104, beginning in verse 1 of the Passion Translation. Everything I am will praise and bless the Lord. Man, when you live your life like that, hell or high water, as they say in eastern Kentucky, right? Hell or high water. No matter if you're living in hell or you fighting hell or you're fighting high water, low or high, everything in you praises and blesses the Lord. What can the devil do to you? Oh, Lord, my God, your greatness takes my breath away. Overwhelming me by your majesty and beauty and splendor. You wrap yourself with a shimmering, glistening light. You wear sunshine like a garment of glory. You stretch out the starry skies with tapestry. You build your balconies. I love it. You build your balconies with light beams and ride as a king in a chariot you made from the clouds. I, you know about the chariot? Chariot of fire came down and got Elijah. And here's what I want you to get. You fly upon the wings of the wind. Who does? God. Flies, where's God fly? On the wings of the wind. Everybody say the wind. Hmm. You make your messengers into wind of the spirit. Another translation say you make your angels and your ministers into the winds of the Spirit. And all your ministers become what? Flames of fire. 
So when we talk about this and we're living our life according to the breath of God versus the good or bad circumstances, it gives you the higher ground. It puts you in charge. It gives you authority to speak, to say, to do, to minister, whatever. Minister to your situation. Minister to your own body. Minister to your own family. Minister to your neighbor. And I'm just telling you, we're getting ready to move into a whole nother, not level, realm of the breath of God. A whole nother realm of the breath of his spirit. Breath, you know, somebody, you know, me too, I'm bad not doing mints when I'm preaching. I feel sorry for people I'm prophesying over laying hands on. I'm, everybody's been nice to me. Nobody's ever said it. But I'm sure my breast is not always the sweetest when I'm doing that. Especially when you do what Prophet Harold did. That took faith. Not on his part, on your part, but God showed up. I mean, God will just show you. I'll just do, I'll do it my way. And he's greater than Frank Sinatra. We know that, right? Have it my way. I want it God's way. Because even if it's not the way I planned it, even if it's not turned out the way I think it should, if I could just stay obedient, even in, even in foolishness and lack of knowledge and understanding, if I can just do my best, how do I know I'm in be obedient? If I can just give thanks and praise out of a pure heart to him and honor him and love him no matter how good or bad it is. If I can do that and I get off track, it'll start bringing me back on track. So as we get ready to pray, I, I want you to just, Take a deep breath. Just, just, just get ready to receive from God. So we get ready to pray. Where's the Leah? Now, can you? While we get ready to pray for him, can you just sing Holy Spirit? One of y'all come up, or both y'all, Tria, whoever, come up here and sing something Holy Spirit. I just want to get your hearts ready. Just stand with me. Just stand with me. Hallelujah. Well, it's 12.03 if you're looking, and Bob Evans is still open, and nobody's still there. There still ain't nobody in that line. I'll tell you that right now. Now, Cracker Barrel you might have a problem with, or that new breakfast place I hear, but there's places you can go that you won't have to stand on. Hallelujah. I'm a heavy meddling preacher, right? I'm throwing. Woo! Feels good in this house. Brother Shanbach say, I don't know why y'all in such a hurry to run back out there to hell. <laughs> That's why he said it. Well, I love my grandfather. Because, man, when you get in this presence, I mean, you might feel what I'm feeling right. Do you feel the presence of God? And it's not just a presence of, pro presence of proclamation. There's been proclamation. It's a presence of revelation. Your, your heart and mind is that another realm before than it is where, I don't care how spiritually mature you are, it got more mature being here because all the things God's orchestrated with the songs, the testimonies, the word. And I'm releasing my faith right now that you ride on a higher level of the wings of God's breath. Higher level of the wings of God's breath in your life. God desires to give it to you, man. This is one thing you don't have to work for. You just you don't work for God's love, you receive it. The hardest work is to make yourself feel like you deserve it. 
You don't deserve it. Let me help you. I don't deserve it, but he gave it to us anyway. He first loved us. Just receive his love. The same way you receive his love and the same way you pray and receive salvation, I want you to receive a whole nother intake of the breath of God's spirit. The word translates there, breath, also, he breathed life. The word life is zoe's life, zoe life, Z-O-E. Zoe, it means uh, God's, um, yeah, God-like. Zoe life is God's life, yeah. He breathed the very life of himself into the first man. And Adam blew it, and Eve blew it. But my Bible says the second Adam came named Jesus. And he is our grace and gives us grace. And that same grace is the root of every gift he wants to give you. And all that is, is receiving the work that he has finished on the cross right now. 